Reading can be the best escape from your normal day-to-day routine. You can get lost in a fairy tale, laugh your head off with the rom-com, be scared, fall asleep after reading a horror story, or try your hand at solving a crime. The possibilities are endless. And with the amazing world of Bookstagram, what better way to show my appreciation of some of my favorite authors and Instagrammers than by showcasing them in a podcast. Join me while I play a game of 21 questions with some of the best people I know. I hope you're ready. Welcome to The Heather Effect. Welcome back to another episode of The Heather Effect. Today I have the immense honor of interviewing one of the best authors in the romance industry. Her books will get you pulled in from the start and have you forgetting the world around you. Please help me welcome Rachel Van Dyken. Woo! Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, of course. That was really sweet. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, are you ready? Um, I'm, I think, hopefully, I think so. We'll see. <laughs> okay, first question. When did you know you wanted to be an author? Oh, man, I feel like people are going to hate me because I <laughs> feel like I answer this all the time. And they're like, yes, we know you were a school counselor, whatever. But I was a school counselor and I had a lot of uh, rough clients that came in, clients being like girls in middle school. And, and I was going through anxiety at the time. Uh, my husband at the time was uh, doing offshore diving. Um, very dangerous saturation mm-hmm. diving, nearly died. So yeah, twice, good times. So um, I was really stressed out. And so I started writing based on that to kind of get away from my own anxiety, started reading, went to the library more, like literally made like no money a year. And so would go to the library to take my kids there to introduce them to books. And then also at the same time to kind of like escape the reality that I was living and deal with my anxiety. So yeah, that's kind of it. And then it just kind of took off from there. Oh, that's fantastic. It's not not fantastic about your anxiety, but it's it's fantastic that you found a way to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Is if someone is new to your books, where do you think they should start? This is like maybe you can help me with this. I don't even know because I write in so many different genres mm-hmm. because I have always told people I'm a reader first. I I I read so many books and I've read so many books and the only reason I even started writing historicals because I loved Julia Quinn and Eloisa James and I was like oh my gosh I should try this I don't know why that was the first thought in my head but because they're amazing and you could never compare to them but I was like I can totally do this um but yeah I write mafia I write paranormal um I think the one thing I will say in contemporary Mm rom-com sports romance it goes on and on it's like not it's not a good thing and I feel like people, when they go to my author page, they get overwhelmed sometimes because there's like 150 books there and they're like, where do I even go? Um, so actually this year is our year of taking some down and just making them free off my website so that people don't get confused. So they get like the, the latest books because I think my writing style has changed so much over the past few years that if you grab, say, a book from 2012, it's not going to sound like the book from, you know, 2022 you know mm-hmm. so but yeah i think any the book that i always suggest is one that people are always like man like k-pop but my summer and soul is one of my favorites um just because i think it's a really fun take on like a rock star romance and it's getting made into a tv series and it's just a really really fun um and it, it's a really good introduction to like the banter and the dialogue which is what i feel like i'm really strong in so i would go with that one mm-hmm. or i would go with a really easy one like um Risky Play 
um, which is an Amazon publishing book, which is just a sports romance. that's really fun, too. I love your mafia books. Thank you. <laughs> Those are my favorite. If you just get People lost in so them. Dark. No, it's, it's good sometimes because, I, I mean, life does get dark. Yeah. You know, so they have their they have their place. Um, there's humor in them though so right guys i promise (laughs) (laughs) what genre or trope are you drawn to the most because you do a good variety so i i it has not been announced yet and i don't know why it hasn't been announced by (laughs) my agent but i have a fantasy novel coming out this year i believe at the end of the year um i love fantasy because here's the thing like when you write Regency, if you have anything off, they will destroy reviewers' will because they're like, well, that didn't happen in 1773, not oh, that Regency's 1823, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, they, like, it, it, yeah, I mean, certain genres, like, people just, like, they fact-check you, they, like, it gets really intense, and so that's where I got my first lesson, and, like, you gotta do the research before you write anything, including Mafia, you gotta, mm-hmm. like, know. Um, so, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know, um, what was the question again? Um, which genre or trope are you drawn to the most? Oh, drawn to the most. I got distracted by the whole research. You're okay. Like, like past <laughs> trauma from, from all my horrible reviews from Benny Regency. Um, I'm right now, like I said, drawn to fantasy with that book releasing. So, um, and I feel like I really want to talk about it more, but I haven't been able to post online about it or talk about it, post about it. Um, but yeah, I definitely, that's kind of where my heart is at, which is why I'm writing a lot of paranormal fantasy I have another one coming out next month with Patty Stanger. Um, but even with that, like, it, I'm kind of all over the place again because mm-hmm. I just love to read. So if I read something and I'm like, wow, this would be so cool to create, I want to do it. And I think with fantasy, the cool part is you can world build. So you don't have to worry about getting attacked, which is where it's going through reviews. Yeah. Like, people being like, that's not true. You can be like, it's totally true. Like, vampires totally, you know, were with like werewolves and then mm-hmm. Angel came down and like this happened. It just, to me, it, it doesn't even matter because I can create my own world. And so that's very freeing for an author and very freeing for me in general, because I feel like so often working as with traditional publishing, you get kind of like pigeon-toed into like this little area where they're like, well, you can't say this, you can't do this, you can't do mm-hmm. that, which for every publisher I work with, I get told all the time. So it kind of feels like it gets your creativity like pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. So I really like the idea of being able to just do my own thing and kind of have that as like my passion project while I'm doing my other stuff too. That's really cool. I, I like to call you guys hybrid authors. Yeah. So you're like <laughs> independent, but you still have your other stuff on the side. Because I do feel like publishers stifle your guys' creativity. Oh, yes. Like, and, like, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love them. I love my publishers. I don't want them to, any of them to think that I don't love them. But yeah, I mean, it's rough when you're turning in a manuscript that you really believe in. And you get 16,000 words just randomly deleted from it being like, no, I didn't feel this. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> what did you feel? Can I like, <laughs> you know, that just doesn't feel like it's yourself anymore. And I get that, that their whole goal is to make money. And I totally understand it's a business mm-hmm. for them. So like, for me, I, I get, I've, after crying many times, like I get that part, but sometimes it feels like you're betraying yourself, but also your readers when you, um, give into that and so I've always tried to make sure I have other things that don't don't do that yeah I it's very hard I think it's like a kind of like you guys are like on a tightrope yeah so you have to make sure you don't go more way than the other and that way you're like in the middle to please everybody Mm -hmm. I think that that's hard um Mm -hmm. do you prefer uh do you have like a preferred method of doing your research like I liked seeing you and in Robinson in Vegas with your hubbies (laughs) 
So I wondered, like, if you do, like, little experiments like that for a lot of your books or just, like, mafia ones? Um, Really? So for all of them, actually. My last paranormal, I, I my nephew has been, and my nephew moved here to go to school at BSU, and he has been not living with us, but, like, he's with us, like, every weekend. And he's super brilliant, super intelligent, loves, like, researching and lore. And I was like, hey, I have this book idea, and I'm going to do this. And he was like, well, actually, if you look back into that, and I'm like, who are you? Like, what's <laughs> happening? So I was like, okay, you're my researcher. So, like, he helped me actually research part of Horace's book, part of my um, um, Darkest Power, my latest paranormal book. And it was so cool because he would just send me these random like links. And then obviously I'm like the type that if I start researching, I do not stop. So then I'm like, it's been two hours. I need to be writing already. And now I'm looking into like archangels and another lost book of the Bible and the hidden scrolls and like Euphrates river and drying up, like just (laughs) random conspiracy things that I'm like, Ooh, that'd be fun to include. So, so I really do research a lot. The only ones I really don't research a ton for are the contemporaries because a lot of those are just basic small town rom-coms or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did have to research a lot for my soccer ones because to this day, I do not understand soccer and or, you know, football. I mm-hmm. literally, my poor husband, I'm always like during the gold cup, I was like, but why did they fall down like that? And he's just like dying. <laughs> I'm sure just like killing his soul the entire time. So yeah. So I, I did have to research a lot for a uh, risky play in that series, um, the red card series. But other than that, it's just really like the mafia and the paranormal because I want to include a lot of really cool things in there that other people haven't. Um, and maybe that's my, maybe that's my downfall. You know, maybe that's what it is because I want it to be so different that I know that sometimes people read it and it's not what they expect. And so then they're just like, I was expecting vampires and biting, but I got this instead. So I don't know, but I, I do like to make it different. They need to learn to go in open-minded and then they'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> If you could have an all expenses paid vacation for you and your family, where are you headed? I'm going straight to Mexico right now. (laughs) Um, In my mind, I'm going to go there mentally so I can feel better. You know, we were just talking about this. We have not taken a non-work related vacation in three and a half, four years. So like everything, everywhere we go, like it looks like, oh, so fun. They're in Vegas. And I'm like, yeah, but had to get up at seven in the morning and had to work all day. And like, and it's fun. Like I love being with readers and I love being there but you don't get to relax the same way like you don't get to like just have that time and then for us to like after adopting which has been like the greatest blessing of our life like we've just been in full parent mode and so we haven't really had other than a couple of those times where we're like we're gonna leave for like a day and go um have dinner go spend the night at a hotel or whatever like we haven't like gone anywhere and just escaped so mm. that is my next goal for 2023 is just being able to go with my husband as I'm talking quietly, so Thor can't hear me without the kids <laughs> and just like have that time together because I think it's so necessary for your mental health, but also on top of that, necessary for like your relationship that you're in. Mm-hmm. What are three fun facts people should know about you? Oh, no, these are hard questions. Um, <laughs> I am an introvert that pretends to be an extrovert um, or I'm able to be when I'm around people. Um I love cheese so much, but I am now allergic to it, which sucks. (gasps) I know. I I don't want to talk about it. But like, that was like my go-to thing was like, like literally if I could just survive off of cheese, I would, I would choose it over chocolate. Like that is how serious this addiction is. Okay. Um, And third, I play, I don't know. I play the piano and I sing and I write music. Oh, I did not know that. That's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. How long have you done that? Um, since I was 
12, probably even younger. Oh. I used to perform <laughs> so I used to perform at fairs with my sister. Um, you yeah, guys look alike. We do, we do. Except for she's always like, you like older, you have darker features. I'm like, thank you, thank you. And then when she, and she'll ask people, and they're always like, Rachel's older. And I'm like, I am not, I'm not older. So mean. Oh my I God. Know. That sounds like my relationship with my sister too. <laughs> oh good, I'm not alone. <laughs> no. Um, are you and M planning on writing more books together? Me and who? Um, oh, and my brother. Yeah. So, um, yes, we just have to wait, like... We wrote those books very fast. Like, like when she came into my house to write the first one, we were like, we're going to get this done in like a week and then add the next part in the next week and be done because we both had crazy schedules. We we really wanted to do it. Um, and for me, it was really freeing because I was able to kind of go into more like erotic like uh-huh. region and people and I could just blame her for it. So it was totally fine. I'd be like, that was totally her part. I did not write that scene. <laughs> like, you know, you know, my books, I wouldn't, you know, I would never just kidding. <laughs> so it was really fun writing with her. Um, we kind of have something planned, like a college novel that we were going to try to release in 2023. But I think we're going to have to push it back just because I know she has new books coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do too. And then with me, there's some publishing freezes. Like if I have with my one fantasy one I can't release on certain ends of uh before and after and that's oh, how it gotcha. is with all my contracts and so I have to be really careful what I release and what I do. And quite honestly, like after even looking at my schedule, I'm like I in my mind I'm like, I'm only gonna release four books this year and I'm already at like eight. So oh I think <laughs> yeah. I mean two of them are novellas to be fair. So like it's not like they're that long. It's still the same amount of work. It is a lot of work and you have to be in that creative mindset. Um, with mafia, it comes very easy now because I feel like I like live in the mafia, even though I don't. So that's pretty easy because I've been doing that for over a decade. Mm-hmm. But, um, any of the other stuff, um, like the one I, the fantasy one, I had to research a ton, a ton, a ton, um, read a different language, try to learn it. Like, it was oh my like, God. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So yeah. So we're going to try to do something. And if not, I know I'm going to her retreat. She's doing, I think it's at the end of August. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there for that. Maybe maybe we'll just like write something randomly together when we're there. <laughs> oh, that'll be cool. Um, I have on the book you guys wrote together, the first one, were the parts with the kid you. Yes. <laughs> but no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the way that we wrote it purposefully is so people would not be like, Rachel wrote this chapter. That's no, it's hard because it's, it's very it's very seamless. Yeah. And so I was like, God damn it. Okay, I've got to figure this out. And so <laughs> that part kind of to me felt like you so but she added to it so like okay that's how, so like what would happen is i would write it i would write two chapters and then i would send them to her and then she would edit into that her own voice right then she would do her chapters send that back i would approve of what she did and then i would um, add into her two chapters so it's kind of like that's why it's really hard to tell mm-hmm. because some of the stuff and most of the time people are wrong most of the time people are like that that was rachel and i'm like that was actually monica or they like, you know, vice versa. Um, so a lot of the kids stuff too, like, well, yes, um, I helped her with that a little bit. She really came in and did a lot too. Um, but I think the biggest part that made it like really epic and awesome is the fact that she had met Thor. Mm-hmm. So like, so she had just met Thor when we wrote that first book and she was just like, oh, that's totally Thor. Or we're going to put mm-hmm. this in. And like, but like, it wasn't hard for her to add in any of the kids stuff. And so it was pretty seamless. So if I being completely honest, like, yeah, like we were really, we were really close in that. Like that wasn't something mm-hmm. where I just wrote a whole chapter. And oh, then, that's really cool. I did yeah. get Thor vibes. Yes. Yes. But he's like probably one of the coolest kids 
I've ever seen. So it's very fitting. I love him. I love him too. He's pretty legit. He's <laughs> he is. Right <laughs> I'm here. I'm. I'm really excited to see where he goes. Like as an adult, yeah. it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. Are you ready for a fun question? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather read a book that trans- transports you to the past or in the future? Uh, well, the future kind of scares me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I think maybe I'd go to the past. Send me. Hey, send me back to Regency times. I want to meet a duke. I want to just like. <laughs> even though i know those are rough times like i want to just like experience it actually furthermore i'm going to change my answer i want to be a time traveler that does go back but back as myself in like my normal clothes looking all modern and regency times and throws like the duke for a loop that's what i want to do that's a book right there there you go yes (laughs) oh my god that'd be awesome (laughs) you and nate are couple goal goals is he represented in some of your characters I think he's kind of in all of them. Like his sense of humor is like even <laughs> I posted a reel today, even of him doing like the 30 page challenge where he had to like read the 30th page. And that was like our love life. And like, just like randomly surprising him and like his reactions are always the best. And then I, and then I feel like my camera work is horrible because I'm laughing. So I'm like moving my phone <laughs> and cracking up. But yeah, like, I feel like, you know, every relationship has its ups and downs, which I think is normal. I think mm-hmm. with us, it's been nice to have a partner that's your best friend that kind of understands like where you're at, like when to give you space and also when to like come in and just like give you a hug and be like, it's going to be okay. And he's really good at, we're, we're, it's both like a blessing and a curse because we're both very empathetic people. So emphatic people, sorry. Mm -hmm. So like we feel everything with each other. And so like, I know when he's upset and he knows when I'm upset. So, so it's kind of one of those things that I try to put into my books too, Mm -hmm. because I think that's a very natural thing when you have a partner so yeah so he is definitely in a lot of the books and he'll claim that he's in all of them so don't ask him that question (laughs) i loved seeing you guys at love in vegas and his answers (laughs) to our questions and you could tell he was saying it just to see what your reaction would be so i love that (laughs) that's literally what he does no and i'm like mad all over again because he does that just to like get over like his goal in life is to get me upset to like a rise out of me and so i try so hard not to react and then i'm just like I'll kill you. Like I'm gonna chase. Do you remember what his spicy scene answer was? No. Do I want to remember this? Do you want me to tell you? So we asked him what his favorite spicy scene was. Stephanie asked him, and he said with Harley Quinn last night, which is how you were dressed up. Yep. Oh, came back to me. Yep. I was like, this is like the best answer ever. (laughs) And that's totally something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm glad that we're not in video. I feel like it just turned red. <laughs> no, you're okay. I mean, we're okay. Like, you know. <laughs> if you were not a writer or a school counselor, what other job would you be doing? I wanted to be an event planner. Oh. One point. And I did plan events at college. I was like the social vice president. So I would plan like large events for my school and stuff. And I was like, this is this is my where I'm going to go. Um, because I just thought it was really fun to like mm-hmm. make in my mind, it makes people happy, like events and hosting. And I don't know, I think probably if I didn't do something like that, I would probably still be in like marketing or PR or something like that, just because I enjoy it. And my my MBA is in business. And so obviously, so I mean, I think that I would be kind of in that field, I would assume. Oh, that's pretty cool. Do you have a favorite number? Number 32, my basketball number. Oh, you played Mm -hmm. basketball? I did. I'm learning all kinds of things about you today. (laughs) I I play 
played a lot of sports. <laughs> I played basketball, volleyball, softball. What yeah. was your favorite? Um, I really liked basketball and I still do. And we still, that's, we have a hoop outside. Um, oh, that's cool. And we still play like during the summertime, especially because I know where we're at, we're so far south that it stays bright till like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, so my we'll God. be out there with the kids, <laughs> one in the little tricycle and the other one with the basketball. And we play horse, we play pig. Um, and me and Nate play against each other once they go to bed and we have been known to play our poor neighbors until like one in the morning. So that's awesome. We're very competitive. <laughs> Are you getting excited for, is it the half marathon? Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not, I, uh, I just don't want to die. I mean, that's really all I can ask at this point. Like I've done a few, but every time I think like I'm ready, I get to like that last couple miles and I'm like I can't do it I can't do it but I think that's why I want to do it even though I don't want to do it because mm-hmm. I think that I need a challenge but also to challenge myself and tell myself I'm stronger than I think because I know that mentally it's all mental right mm-hmm. like your body can do it you can do it you can you can anyone can run that walk that anyone can power through that but it's a matter of like can you tell yourself that you can and I think this year for me especially is like trying to be kinder to myself as far as like not being like, I'm so tired or I'm so this, or I feel this, therefore I'm this. And I think it's really important to like use that positive talk. Mm-hmm. And I feel like recently because I have been so tired and I have been feeling burnout and working really hard that I've been really hard on myself. And I, I truly believe that what you say, you believe out loud. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to like be, no, I'm going to do it. It's going to be fine. Like I'm going to, you know, be positive or like, yeah. So that's kind of why Aww. I got dragged that, but also well, I'm going to be rooting for you. Um, the other Thank podcast you. that I'm with um, in with Stephanie and Lucretia <laughs> and another mm-hmm. of our friends, Yesenia, they did a full marathon oh and I got to go and like cheer them on and it's really inspiring. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see your journey. Hopefully you post some Thank videos you. and then you wrapped in Monica too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know if she's actually going to do it though. I think she kind of wanted to kill me. I was like, Hey, so I wrapped, <laughs> so I grabbed her and then I t- told Nana Malone, I wanted her to do it too. And Nana straight up was like, and I'm like, no, you can come up. It'll be totally fine. So I'm trying to get both of them to do it, but I don't know if oh, they that'd will. Be awesome. we, can run, we can run for charity. Like it'd be a really cool thing. We can mm-hmm. like put like book babes or something like on our shirts. Like we could do a whole thing, but I don't know. Encourage them. Send them messages. I will. I, I really enjoyed my interviews with both of them. So now I'm going to message them and tell them you have to go with Rachel. So she's not by herself. Yes. I'm going to tell yes. them. Yes. Don't make her lonely. Yeah. She needs your support. You guys have to go. Yeah. <laughs> you get potatoes afterwards. They give you free potatoes. You can take oh, eat. Cool. Come on. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want That's to- awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's Idaho. <laughs> well, what would you say is the most difficult part about like your writing process? The writing process? I think the most difficult part, and this is something that I've learned uh, in the last like year and a half, even more so, is uh, all the admin work and all the marketing I kind of 2020, I think hurt a lot of us as far as mm-hmm. like our creative process working, just like not knowing what the future holds, just like shutting down. And I used to be so good about answering messages and getting, you know, and I still do answer and, and everything is personalized. It's not my assistance or anything, but like I took such pride in that. And I feel like that was almost a downfall because I wore myself out. And the fact that I was spending like six hours a day, just responding to people oh and God. trying to, yeah, trying to market, trying to make sure I posted in my group and they knew it was me and it wasn't someone else and posting on my page and answering every single comment myself. And I think that it got to the point where I was just like, can't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that is the most exhausting part of it. 
because I truly, truly, truly in my soul want my readers to know that I care about them and I see them. And if they are struggling with cancer or they're struggling with like the loss of someone that I'm praying for them and I'm there for them and that they can reach out anytime they want. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. never, never, never want to lose that. Um, The biggest thing right now is trying to balance that with everything going on. Yeah. Um, And then getting the writing done, you know, like on top of that and trying to be creative on top of um, all of that. Because I think too, like you don't realize how much of that you take home. And I used to know that, you know, back when I was a counselor, I was like, I can't do this anymore because I take it with me and I can't release it. Like I can't, and it kind of comes the same with like readers. Like if they're going through something hard, like I do think about it and I do, I'm like, Oh man, so-and-so is going through this or this is going on or, you know, so I think really just finding that balance so that I'm able to like free myself to be creative and write. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Even with like doing the podcast, you Mm -hmm. have to be interactive, but that's like a full-time job in itself. So you have that on top of like the recording, the editing and the interacting. It's like a full time job. Plus you work. And then like Stephanie has a young son. It's it's hard. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's like it's a a hard balance to find. Well, and you're and a lot of times you're home, which Mm -hmm. makes it even harder because then you see the dishes you see, you know, you feel guilt because you're like, oh, there's a Mm -hmm. kid there that wants to play or you see, you know, you have to make dinner like it's just and then it sounds like and then you have like that same guilt on top of that, like. But I'm not going through at least what so-and-so is going through. So I shouldn't feel sorry for myself. At least I can carry this dish to the dishwasher. Like, so it just keeps going and going and going, Mm -hmm. you know. It's hard not to take that on sometimes. I'm kind of the same Mm -hmm. way. Like, I feel everybody's pain and it's hard to, like, not let it get to you. It's it's hard. Do you have a favorite season? Favorite season? Um, I love fall because I live in a place that has all four seasons and I don't know why, but I love just like all the leaves. Well, it's really pretty. That's Mm -hmm. why. But also I kind of, you know, how you just get over summer at some point. It's just too hot. And you're like, I have to walk outside. How (laughs) hot does it get where you're at? Oh man. So, and so where we live, um, it can get down to the negatives for winter. It can be up to 80 degrees in November. Idaho's weird. The weather's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had to where it's like sunny on Christmas and you're like, what is happening? It's 60 degrees. Um, so it gets in the summertime, the hottest I've ever had it here, I think is 115. Oh, so like here. So yes. So we're kind of like all over, like we're really all over the place. I think it's because again, we're so far South, like people don't realize that how close we are to like the Oregon boat border, but also like Nevada, mm-hmm. we're like four and a half hours from Salt Lake. Like we're really far South. It, it, if you drive fast, if you will, um, <laughs> 12 and a half hours and you're in LA to go to Disneyland. So like, that's pretty pretty close you know yeah that's not i thought you were like way farther so that's not too bad Mm-mm. i'm before disneyland so you can make a pit stop okay i'll <laughs> stop and pick you up <laughs> perfect <laughs> um best plan ever right is there uh do you have a way that you celebrate when you finish a book um so before kids we used to go out and have dinner um post kids normally i'm just <laughs> so happy to be done i'm like let's go watch a tv show or let's <laughs> let's get out of the sweats and sometimes we do like go out and stuff so or take the kids out um a lot of times it's once the book is live i'm like <sighs> okay it's fine. yeah yeah and then i feel like and i know i'm always gonna have people that are like this is the worst book ever like i have some readers that are like you know like i don't know we've lost her what's happened and i'm like i've changed i've grown up like i'm well, you, you're allowed to evolve <laughs> yeah oh my yeah, yeah, yeah so it's hard but it's hard when you start in like sweet romance where you're not allowed to even say like a bad word and then all of a sudden you're writing mafia like to be yeah you know what i mean like i and i totally get it like i totally get it i even had a reader be like 
<laughs> you're still writing? And I'm like, you're friends with me on Facebook. But I mean, that's again, that's back to the whole like part of social media, why you want to respond to everyone and talk because she hadn't seen my stuff for two, three years. And I had released over 50 books between that time. And I'm just like, yes, I'm still here. Still, still writing. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, What would you say is your kryptonite as a writer? Getting distracted and probably trying to, mm, I don't want to say write too fast because I write that way and then I revise like on purpose. Like I do a lot of like hardcore dialogue and then I go back through and I add stuff. Um, but mostly just distra- distractions. Like I am like a squirrel, like I'm like squirrel, look, mm-hmm. like I just, I truly, or if someone's texting me, I answer right away. So I need to like flip my phone over and then I feel bad because people are like, are you ignoring me? And I'm like, no, I'm not ghosting <laughs> you. I literally, if I get pulled out of a scene, mm-hmm. I'm completely pulled out of it. And then I'm done for the day. Like I cannot be pulled out of it. So if I'm writing something really intense and I'm sitting there crying, someone just died or whatever. I cannot, I cannot have someone come in my office and so Nate knows that he's really great about it. Um, and it's funny because sometimes he comes up to me and then he's like, sorry, sorry. Then he just walks off and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> so I think that would be the biggest thing. Cause I, again, it's a whole, like my weakness, but strength. Like I want to give people the attention they deserve and that time because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. So I want to make eye contact. I don't want to be ignoring them. I want to make sure I'm like present for everything. And so you can't do that a lot of times as an author. One of these days I want to go and just like have an office outside of mine. That's not in my home. Mm. So I can be like, I get up at this time every day. I go and I work for, which I used to do um, before kids, but I work till from eight till six, whatever gets done, gets done. I close my office door and I, and I'm done. Like no more social media, no more mm-hmm. anything. Um, but now because my schedule is so out of, like everything's like all over the place, depending on the kids, like it has turned into like, guess I'm writing until five in the morning or oh, no. guess. I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely how I finished Broken Crown and Destructive King writing until five in the morning. Um, but, you know, like it's just all over the place. And I know that gets better, like as everyone gets older. And I will always look back on this time and be like, man, I wish I would have not, you know what I mean, done that. So that's why I'm still staying at home. But once everyone's in school, I think I'm going to try to do something like that so that I have like a an office space. that's a way that kind of makes me feel like I'm away from everything. Yeah, and probably um, you'd have less distractions, too. I think it would help you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then you have that yeah. set time and then you're like that that sounds pretty awesome where you're done so like after this time i'm not doing anymore i might have to adopt that well and they have these places in most cities they have them they have them even in our little small town where like it's like a shared workspace mm-hmm. so like, go in and they charge you like 20 bucks a month but you share like an office with other people you're all doing you're all entrepreneurs you're all doing different things you're able and they have quiet rooms like for podcasts and stuff you can go in and you know do your hours and i think quite honestly maybe for both of us we should mm-hmm. both do this but like you would work less almost because you wouldn't have mm-hmm. that distraction and you would get everything done you would know i'm here to do xyz and then i'm going home and then yeah. i'm good you know i'm about to see if we have any of those around me because that sounds really cool yeah and then just go get my editing done or yeah. recordings and then okay i'm done because it done. distractions life i swear i'm like you squirrel and then yeah exactly <laughs> Or, oh, this TV show is on. Oh, well, now I have to watch oh, no. this. <laughs> yes. And then, you, yeah, that was me and Ted Lasso. I was like, oh, no, this is bad. Right? Right now, for <laughs> me, I'm watching? finally watching Wednesday. Oh, it's so good. Yes. So, me and my husband, I think we're on episode six. So, we'll probably finish it today. I've been staying up way later than I usually do. So, I don't know how I'm surviving, but I don't know. I'll probably crash once I'm done. <laughs> 
still do the Wednesday crash. <laughs> right? <laughs> do you have any hidden talents besides piano and singing? Um, I guess I could say a hidden talent would be that almost every single song that I've written in my rock star books, I wrote myself. <gasps> wow. Yeah, okay. like the lyrics, like everything. And I had music to everything, too. But I was too nervous to actually release any of it. So Aww. that would be like a hidden talent. I don't know. Maybe. Except for the ones that were actually like other people wrote for me. Like Indy Anderson did one for um, Breaker. Breaker's Lullaby. She did that. But that again was my lyrics. And then she added some to it. And then she did the whole concept for it. And she's amazing. So, um, but other than that, yeah. That's cool. You're really artistic. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. If you could ask one author one question, what would the question be? And who are you asking? I would ask C.S. Lewis what inspired all of his writings, and I'd probably just pick his brain because The Four Loves is still one of my favorite books ever that he wrote. Very philosophical, very theological, and like very different, but also like really based in mythology. And it fascinates me how he kind of intertwined like his beliefs with mythology, with like all these different things. Um, and then yet made it so have so much wisdom, you know what I mean? Like at the mm-hmm. end where you're like, you could be from any background, any belief and like drop that book and be like, I learned this. So I would, I would pick his brain and talk to him. That sounds awesome. If you had to give up either snacks and drinks during your writing sessions or music, which would you find more difficult to say goodbye to? Music. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I have to do like, I literally have to do a playlist for every book I start to write if I don't have a title, I panic because like I need to have the title to add the songs. And then I'm like, I can't add the songs first. Like that's not right. That's backwards. So I have to like have it all done. And then as I write chapters, I actually will move the songs up to match each chapter on my Spotify. Oh, okay. So that if you put on my Spotify playlist, like that's a little secret, but I feel like everyone knows it. You could go and look at any of my books and be like, that was chapter one, that first song, that was chapter two, chapter three in order to like inspire like whatever happened in that chapter. That's really cool. And you have all your playlists on Spotify for everybody. I do. I have to. I have no choice. You should. I, I feel like I have really good playlists. I don't know. I'm just going to brag of it. Like I try to get some like indie music in there and like some different stuff that like I haven't heard before that I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. So yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Um, what is your favorite cover out of all of your books? Oh man! You can I've pick always... a couple. You can pick a couple. Okay, okay. It's like it's like who's your favorite child? Like right? You can't do that. Okay. Um, I really, really, really love my Summer and Souls cover, the illustrated cover. I think mm-hmm. it's really. It's one of the ones that, like, if people are like, I don't read that kind of K-pop, whatever stuff, they pick it up and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, that's that book, and they buy it at signings because they like the cover so much. Mm-hmm. So that's one. I just think it's happy and it's really cool and graphic, and I just love it. Um, my other favorite would be Ruthless Princess because mm-hmm. I love that it had this boss queen on the cover looking all fierce with her crown and her dark lipstick. And to this day, I'm just like, it, it literally is one of my favorites. Like, I just think it just represents I think so it's, much. I think it's my favorite. Like, that's one that my is eye it? will always like go to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I love that cover. Do you ever hide secrets or Easter eggs in your books that you hope only your devoted fans will find? Every single time. (laughs) Every single time. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, guys, but remember, this is this, this is like a standalone. And then every time, 
every time they're like, and then she talked about this, this, and this. You should read those books and like with this book. And I'm like, no, 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 because then I'll think it's not a standalone. <laughs> but I can't help myself. Like my fantasy one, I will admit this. Um, Cassius has a cameo in it from the Paranormal series. My Ruin, Seaside, Eagle Elite, Bachelor, Auction, the best series, they all cross over to where they have a mention of, oh yeah, the Titus family up in Portland or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it's fun. And like, and even my little two trolls Christmas that I did just like as a gift to my readers um, for Christmas time as a cameo of Stan Lee, my naked cat. So like, I just like <laughs> doing stuff like that. Like, I just, I think it's fun. I, just, I think it's funny. And yeah, I would love to, I think Tijin did this. I'll have to ask her, I'll have to text her and ask her, but I think she did a thing where she had done like, a world where like all of her like fallen crests like everyone were like in this little novella but they all like interacted with each other and i was like that's a good idea so, oh that is i will say i'm not a huge cat person but i love yours thank you and his expressions they're like the best <laughs> he's super he just looks grumpy all the time and then when he's not grumpy it's because he's like on nate's neck so there you go <laughs> What is a piece of advice you've been given or a piece of advice you have that you feel is important? Um, One that I'm really embracing this year is to take every win that you have. So when you brush your hair, if that's a win, like the smallest wins, like you brush your teeth, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You got up out of bed. Good for you. Like you started your day, you woke up alive. Good for you. Like just the tiny, tiny things, because I think so often especially now with social media, we compare ourselves to so many things, so many people. And we all know that's fake. Like you can rent a private jet for $50 for a half hour in LA and take a picture in it looking like with a Louis Vuitton bag, looking like you're like jet setting to Bali. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything can be so fake and phot- photoshopped too. But I think the biggest thing is like taking those small wins and taking it a day at a time. I am the type that I'm like very all or nothing. So, um, which is not a good strength to have because then if I don't stick to what that all or nothing is, then I just completely like crumble. And so I think for me, it's just a day at a time, take the small wins and, and call it a day, like at the end of the day. And I know Nate's a huge advocate of that. He's always like, well, did you, what did you do today? Like, did you do this? And I'm like, well, yeah, did you do this. I'm like, yeah. And I think a lot of times too, we discount how much we actually do get mm-hmm. done. And sometimes it's okay to be like, I took a nap and that's okay because I was tired and I don't want to get sick and, calling that a win because you were able to relax for a little bit. So I think that would be the best advice that I've been given that I am going to try to take this year and give to others. I'm going to try and take that too, because that's really good advice. Because there's a lot of times where you're always like, Oh, I didn't get this done. And you put yourself Mm -hmm. down, but you did all these other things. Mm -hmm. So so you got to recognize those. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Not stalk you, but find you. (laughs) Please please come to Idaho. I'll welcome you with open arms. Um, The naked cat um, will sit on your lap. Um, I you can be you can be found. I can be found at RachelVanDykeAuthor.com. My hat, my hashtag, my um, Instagram is at RachelVD for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, Online, Rachel's Rock and Readers. We have a lot of fun in there. I'm trying to be way more active this year Mm -hmm. in there. Um, just trying to encourage people and get people talking and chatting. And we have a lot of lurkers in there that sometimes don't feel comfortable talking. So definitely go in there and know it's really a safe space, no bullying, very happy mm-hmm. book stuff, no trauma. So definitely check that out. Yeah. And, or my author page, Rachel Van Dyken, author, easy. I know. I love your reader group. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think I've been in it for a while. It's probably one of, um, it's a really positive place where you can go and just talk and meet like other readers. It's a really cool place. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming on with me today. I miss you. I'm so happy that we got to talk right? and see each other. Yes. We'll have to do no, this, this again with really the fun. sirens, too. We'll have to have you come on. Um, with yes. the sirens, we do uh, fuck, Mary kill with characters from the book that we read. So I'm going to wait. Oh, I like that. And probably wait for your paranormal you said it's coming out. Right? Are your fan- Is it fantasy or paranormal? It, it, so the paranormal already came out. The fantasy is coming out, hopefully, at the year with a publisher. So, But okay. that one you will definitely want to do that with. There's a lot of... Okay. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my we'll eyes out right and then we'll message you and then we'll have to do an, an episode with you and then we'll get to pick characters. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So it'll be fun. <laughs> Thank you again so much for joining me. I had a blast. Thank you. I hope you have a good night. You too. Tell Nate, thank you for sharing you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review where you can. And you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Heather underscore effect. Please feel free to contact me at the Heather effect 28 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Happy reading.